Coming up on this special edition of Vacation Land, we're going to sit down once again with a Disney author and historian, Dr. David Marley, and we're going to talk about the history of the Disneyland Hotel, as well as what the recent hotel announcement and expansion of the Western Gateway means for the future of the Disneyland Resort. Plus, we're going to tell you where we're going to be for the next couple of days, so make sure to follow along. From an undisclosed location near the Pacific Ocean, this is Vacation Land. Vacation Land for the week of November 11, 2017. And hello, welcome everybody. Uh, I hope you're having a good week. So just to let you know what's going on, we are actually pre-recording the intro segment. Uh, we're going to split off the, the conversation that we began last week. We had a great talk about the sort of the history of the Disneyland Resort, and we talked about the Western Gateway expansion. So I thought it would be great to just separate the second part of that conversation off into a uh, second segment that uh, I'm going to be calling Beyond the Turnstiles, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in this show. Uh, the reason that we are pre-recording the intro and the outro uh, and the not getting a normal news segment and show this week is that because some of us are actually this week in Walt Disney World. So if you want to follow along with us, you can... Uh, join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash vacationland, and you can also join us on Instagram at vlpodcast. But even though we don't have a normal news segment today, I still wanted to take this opportunity and bring up some of the breaking news that came out this week, um, not the least of which is the fact that Disney has announced uh, its plans not only for Pixar Fest, uh, which we heard about during D23, but they've also announced their plans for the Pixar Pier. We're getting a better look at some of the concept art for that. Uh, this is going to be interesting. There's a lot of thoughts uh, either way on whether or not this is a good idea. Um so while they're getting ready to open Toy Story Land out in Florida, which we hope to take advantage of and at least see some of the construction, it won't be open when we're going out there. But uh, the the big announcement this week is that Pixar Fest is now a thing. It's officially a thing, and it's going to be um, highly promoted. Uh, one of the things that came out this week was the show called Together Forever, a Pixar Nighttime Spectacular, which is going to be the new fireworks show. Uh, this is a temporary overlay at the resort at uh, Disneyland. Together Forever, uh, Disney says, is going to come to life through projections on iconic park locations, Sleeping Beauty Castle, the water screens of Rivers of America, Small World, Main Street, USA, and uh, we're going to have... Uh, Buzz Lightyear is going to be flying over the uh, castle as opposed to the traditional uh, flying of Tinkerbell. They've tried this before in the past with some things uh, with varying degrees of success. We've had uh, Nemo fly over the castle. We've had Dumbo fly over the castle. Um, this is going to be really interesting to see how the fans react to it. Um, right now, the fans aren't really super sure about what's going on. And the other thing we know is that uh, Paint the Night is going to be moving over to California Adventure during the Pixar Fest overlay. So let us know what you think. Uh, head on over to our Facebook page or send us an email, and we will certainly have a discussion when we get back. Now, speaking of getting back, we will be returning to the show with a brand new episode on November the 27th. That's the weekend after Thanksgiving. And that episode is going to be our Holiday Preview Spectacular. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about Christmas after Thanksgiving. What a concept. So for now, uh, we're going to bring you Beyond the Turnstiles 
with Dr. David Marley and the rest of our team, and we hope you enjoy the show. So we're going to segue into a new segment uh, that I'm calling Beyond the Turnstiles, and this is going to be something that I'm hoping uh, David and some other people are uh, a part of in the future. We're going to be doing history segments. We're going to be doing things that are not necessarily theme park related, um, and we're hoping to do them for all the parks, Universal, uh, Knott's Berry Farm, and Disneyland. So, David, welcome again. Thank you. Um, so one of the things we talked about in this new expansion of the hotel was the footprint and the the fact that the ESPN zone and, and the Earl of Sandwich and Rainforest Cafe and the movie theater are all gone. But those have only been there in the last 20 years since they've changed the resort. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about the history of the Disneyland Hotel. Um. I don't know where we are. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to cut that out. Sorry. Right, Should right. I do a silence and start over again? No, that's right. No, you're... Right. We're, we're very free-flowing here. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. I have a silent pause. Now i got to do it again. Crap. We're keeping all this, by the way. Are you? Okay, no. good. I'm the, <laughs> so just to make it clear, there's five people at the table, and I am the uh, the rock around their necks, dragging them to the ocean floor of professionalism. Uh, there is a uh, actually a couple good books by my friend Don Ballard, um, about the Disneyland Hotel, and I remember when I when I first met him and heard that he did the history of the Disneyland Hotel, I thought that was kind of an odd topic, like how much could there possibly be? But there's actually quite a bit of interesting history. And it's I mean it's how Disney ended up owning the Queen Mary for a while, and some of that property, and how he almost got the what ended up being the Tokyo Disney Sea theme park, how that almost ended up being in Long Beach in its earlier forms. So all of that relates to the Disneyland Hotel, which I think is pretty cool, but. Uh, when they were first building it, Walt had trouble finding somebody that would build a hotel in Anaheim because people didn't think anybody would drive all the way from Los Angeles to stay in a theme, you know, Disneyland and then spend the night. He thought that was ridiculous, but Walt knew better, so he found somebody that could build it. Um, but uh, it's been growing and expanding. They bought the the Paradise Pier used to be a Japanese-run hotel. They had the best uh, sushi place. It was so overpriced, but it was it was amazing. Anybody ever go to Yamabuki? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever go to Yamabuki at the, the Paradise Pier? The last year before you know we knew it was going to close. Sure. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just it was a great experience. Yeah, cool. that's where I learned how to eat sushi. Was there uh, and, and give a proper toast? Our good friend Brent Malone taught me how to give a proper toast and oh, eat nice. sushi in Japanese. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um. First I want sandwiches, huh. now I want sushi. Right? I used to do, um, when I worked for Disney Entertainment, I got to do press tours of the Grand Californians. So that was kind of fun, learning about that and how they built it and designed it and all that kind of good stuff. But I know that Disney wanted more upscale hotels. And at first, when I went to Florida, I thought, well, they have a lot of lower-cost hotels. Why don't they do that in Anaheim? And I thought, well, that's what Harbor Boulevard and Garden Grove is for, all the cheaper ones. So they can afford to just do the high rent ones on their property, and uh, what else did you want to? Oh, the the I mean the irony yeah. is is that uh, I think the irony of the um, where the hotel where the new hotel is going is that it's in the footprint of the old hotel. Oh yeah, part of it, yeah. There there were like bungalows and where the old swimming pool was, and the shops. I remember very clearly where there were the the shops that opened to the hotel and whatnot. So they're kind of reusing that space. And uh, at first, I thought it was weird they were going to get rid of the the theater because they're a movie company that they should still maybe have their own Disney company movie. But I thought that's a huge waste of space. Have all those movie theaters there. I think I've seen maybe one movie there. It was on a matinee because it was not, there's 
lot of theaters that are less expensive and have free parking. Um, but uh, this new one looks nice and beautiful, and the rooftop view is going to be very, very popular for people that can afford it because it'll be expensive. But tell, tell us a little bit about the story of how Walt came to build the, the hotel and what you know of the history of uh, his relationship with Jack Rather. Yeah, he found... Um, uh, was introduced to Jack Rather and uh, convinced him to build the Disneyland Hotel. And I got to meet the architect, the man that designed. He's still alive. He's in his late 90s. And uh, they used this kind of prefabricated concrete construction to do it. And they just built the one tower and the little bungalows and the pool. And there was a golf course, a uh, mini golf course, miniature golf course around the side. And uh, do you remember when there was an RV park across the street? Right by next to the yeah, Hotel? That is, that's that actually it's where the uh, Holiday Inn is located on Walnut Avenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that, I remember when that was all still there. And because uh, he wanted to make it a destination. And it really wasn't until Eisner showed up where he realized the advantage of um, keeping people on the property forever. Where Walt was more about, this is a convenience. And Eisner was about, this is how we can make more money by keeping people on the property. And they used to actually fly people in on via helicopter. On the helicopter, yeah. From, you could fly them from LAX, yeah for years so they they want to get you there and keep you there and i think that's part of the reason why they raised the rate on the downtown disney they want to make it more for the disneyland hotel guests and uh we have a friend that lives what literally a, a block block and a half away from the park i mean you can see the parking structure in his backyard and their neighborhood is every day regularly packed with cars they pull in they all get out their strollers and because they can't afford to park at disneyland they're all ap's that fill up his neighborhood so it's kind of like a, a problem that disney just pushed off to other we don't want them parking here let anaheim deal with it you know yeah, it's like yeah. yeah yeah and um the la times had an interesting article a couple of days ago about uh crowding at theme parks and at national parks not just in america but across the globe and how just last year la saw like a seven percent increase in tourism that's over two million people so, I mean, more no t tourism dollars like oh, visiting yeah. and how it's impacted the parks and how they've done the, the mul what the, what's that called where they change the, the rate of admission to the park based oh, on uh, based on its popularity Universal Studios does it too it's yeah. uh, not oh, like, uh, I got it. like yeah, desire based pricing whatever and how that hasn't really hit their Why attendance at all but flexible the, pricing is that yeah, what it's called yeah but the, the new those resort hotels at downtown Disney I think are designed for people from out of state out of the country to come in and stay, and that's what they're focusing on. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting that people are making a huge deal of the you know the monorail, the monorail. Or sorry, Disney is making a huge deal of the monorail is going to stop in. And if you look at the renderings, it's the exact same path that the monorail has taken for the last. Is the yeah, they said they're not. Years. They're not changing yeah. the yes, station. It's, it's actually going. The hotel will be built around inside, incorporating that monorail so station. So you get a cheap room that you occasionally hear the. Vroom. Oh no! Oh, it won't be cheap. It'll yeah. be it'll be more money because you can hear it. That's what they'll say. Um, but <laughs> so at the old hotel, the it pulled up. Right. Right. I went, I went to well, a high school it, dance there. And, you know, the, when you said that in the Florida, they have, don't they have one that does that too? Goes through the contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the, one that they could take the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It was always all modular. It was all insert. They. I think that's the myth is that you could like, insert it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all the modular. Yeah, so that the contemporary hotel, the monorail actually goes 
mm-hmm. inn and has a station inside the the hotel yeah. itself. But yeah, there was the and there was when I worked in the hotels, there was always a question. It's like, well, the, the monorails, and we had to explain to people, well, the monorails in downtown Disney. Well, they moved it. No, they didn't move it. They just they tore down the bungalows and the shops that used yeah. to be there. People and think they moved it. They people think that they moved it, and they did, what they did is they just moved the hotel to the three towers that are currently there. But the monorail is in the same spot that it's always been in. And yeah. It's going to continue to be in the same spot that it's always been in. Yep. They just... I'm sure they moved it. <laughs> did they move the monorail? I'm they're going to tear down the um, Rainforest Cafe because that's a quite a intense structure. That's gonna... It's not like ESPN Zone is a giant box. All right, get rid of that. But the Rainforest Cafe has got... Well, and the ESPN Zone has those creepy moving heads on the outside, those frisades. Like half of them move now. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Halfway. Yeah. yeah. A rainforest cafe doing well in the hotel. I but, well, like John said, though it's like it, it, it's past. I mean, yeah, it, working for their business model anyway. It, it's really, I mean, rainforest cafe itself has they've been closing up ones they've torn out of Maybe. so many places they used to be, and I think that type of eating. I mean, yes, it is always packed at at Disneyland, but. Maybe if Anything their food tasted there. like yeah. maybe if their food tasted like something more than just salt. Well, or. What I would imagine, what if, what if they, I mean, they could just have their restaurant there and make all that money instead of having another franchise, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, and absolutely. I think that Disney has demonstrated over the last few years that they want to go, they're definitely going towards the more upscale um, venues, more upscale hotels, more upscale restaurants, more upscale experiences. I don't think something like Rainforest Cafe, which is a... Uh, family experience even though well, it's not exactly cheap but it's it definitely it's a family experience but there's nothing in it themed to Disney yeah. that's the other that's, part of it that if you're going to put in yeah. something which deals with audio visual and um, I, I guess you can see yeah you know yeah. I could see them if they're going to bring something like that back bringing it back as a Pixar based thing within the hotel or you know something it's going to have shops. It's going to have rest. I just, I, yeah, which would still service that family-friendly kid. I, I just, friendly. I love the irony of where of where it is going because there was rumors that it was going to be on the parking lot, Catella side. There was rumors that it was going to, and it is going to be taking up the downtown Disney parking. Right, the downtown Disney parking lot is gone. Is gone. But I just the the irony that they spent a billion dollars to tear down the old bungalows and are now going to be spending God knows how much money um, to rebuild it on the exact same spot because they're going to make it all back they've already made want, back on their investment for the right. downtown Disney I yeah. just want the waterfall fountain <laughs> show to come back yes the uh, <laughs> dancing was not the, the dancing waters but yeah the, I remember that yeah fantasy waters fantasy, fantasy waters yeah. fantasy we waters free. we used to love that we'd take yeah. the girls and walk around downtown Disney and around the hotels and we loved it. And when we were APs and when we weren't, it was just a fun place to go walk them. Yeah. And now I think, I don't want to go. Is, is anybody aware that, so the other thing that we talked, somebody talked about two things to wrap up the conversation. One of my friends who's, um, we were talking about this last night, described it as a lose-lose situation. So the, the merchants on the Eastern Gateway are going to lose because of where the project is going to go. Disney's going to lose because now they're going to be inconveniencing people in the hotels so if you're they're going to be getting a lot more complaints and the guests are going to lose because if you're staying in a disney property hotel and you want to sleep until 9 a.m now all of a sudden at nine o'clock it's going to be just the constant jackhammering of construction so it's that's a temporary thing that's a temporary thing but you're now you're going to have to be funneled essentially through a construction you're going to have to find some way to get to 
the parks from a giant construction zone. The monorail is going to be closed. It's just a very interesting thing. And the, the final thing that I'll say we talked about yesterday was is the fact that suddenly the Run Disney announcement that they're canceling all future mm-hmm. races. Well, uh, yes. Now that all makes sense. Oh, we never got to do that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I never it, understood the point of those races. Well, I don't understand. You want to run backstage, <laughs> and you want to. Yeah, I know. It's just. I. I mean, I guess I get it, but I'm like. Maybe it's because I don't like to run. Knotts does yeah, one that you get a piece run, of pie at the end. Yeah. For someone who doesn't run, it's yeah. ridiculous. Why yeah. would you? It doesn't matter. But if you're gonna, sometimes but, people get into it. And then but yeah, for the ones who are into that, who awesome. are into run, does I mean, That's a I don't want to say like, fanatics, but yeah. it is a huge deal. But as we all say, you know, it, it is closed for the new future, and I think it's. A, until the hotel is finished, until well, yes. Star Wars Land yeah. is finished, and then they can figure out how can we but do a race route and do that. Essentially, same. that is that is construction zones were the starting line. Yeah. For the run. Oh, yeah. Run. So it, it'll be completely changed as to how they would map it. I, I have a feeling it will come back, you know, in 2020, 2021. I have friends that came from out of state to run that. And they're like, oh, there, you, can, there's tons. you can go backstage. I'm like, okay, then get a job there. You go backstage as much as you want. Like, I've seen it. I've been backstage. I'm not going to run. Brandis, I just want to make one prediction before we close up. Because sure. you, I think you both were saying that it's not going to hurt Disney financially or whatever, all these changes. I'm going to say I'm predicting that in 10 years, Disney's going to be struggling again to get their numbers up. Because they're focusing on high end. You, you just... Uh, David, right? Mm-hmm. David just said he doesn't eat at Earl's Sandwich anymore because of the parking. Disney's making all these changes and trying to get more and more money from people while people lately are struggling more and more to hold on to their money. So I think in 10 years, all of this catering to the high-end crowd is going to hurt Disney, and we'll see. But, but on that other side, as it goes with annual pass holder price increase every year, the the concept, you know, I mean, it's back to capitalism, commercialism, supply and demand, they keep raising the price, hoping that at some point we'll see where that drop-off is, mm-hmm. where people are going to stop buying. And they haven't have, hit that haven't yet. found it yet. There are more people buying every year or the same amount. So until they hit that that level, then they'll make some corrections. But I, I don't see that in the current state of the economy. Now, granted, mm-hmm. you know, if out exterior things change that will obviously I just don't see things in the economy changing enough that I'm seeing more and more of my friends and people I know holding on to every penny they have or making uh, I know a ton of people that stopped getting the Disney passes and started getting the Knott's passes because mm-hmm. of the price increase so I think eventually all of this high end for Disney high end pricing raising parking costs, raising ticket costs, all of that is eventually going to level off as the economy is not growing fast enough. David, you wanted to say something. Sorry. Oh, let's get David. Um, I just want to say, I I agreed with a lot of that, uh, those ideas, and then I, then I realized, well, there's a lot of those cheaper places around the park to eat and to stay, where in Florida, they Disney gives you both options. But the one thing that made me realize that maybe Disney's not going to stop is South Coast Plaza. I used to go to South Coast Plaza here in beautiful Costa Mesa all the time. And uh, they've gotten rid of almost every single store. And I had a friend who was one of their um, leasing managers. And they just talked about how if they don't like a store, they raise their rent till they have to move. <laughs> and it's why they recently finally bought Sears. Sears was the only company that bought land at South Coast Plaza. Everyone else rented. And they wanted Sears out for years. 
and Sears finally sold it to them. I'm like, that's the only reason I went to that place. Most of their money comes from... And the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, they, yeah, they got, yes, I know. They got rid of Rainforest Cafe a long time ago. But they got rid of it and replaced it with a, with a, replaced it with a Chinese restaurant. It is like impossible to get into. Yes, and that's their major market is, is mostly Asian tourists, mostly from China. Mm-hmm. And that's where South Coast Plaza clearly markets towards them. And, and yeah, and, my, and this, this woman we know said, well, you know, we're not so worried about the local customer. It's the international people. And that's where they make all their money. They don't. And, and that strategy has bitten Disney in the butt in Florida because the, the Brazilian market was huge at Walt Disney World and the Brazilian economy fell off a cliff. And so now Disney well, is scrambling to replace those numbers. If China's economy collapses or well, if we're all in trouble. Or if yeah. our yeah. tourism in America has dropped in the last few months since the election. There's already There's been studies that have shown yeah, that yeah. tourism is down, foreign tourism is down. Oh, foreign tourism is down, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it had been going up for like 15 years. Yeah. And they expect it to go down this year, yeah. Yeah, it's already, yeah, it's already down. So it's not, just that, it's not just the tourism being down, but there's an off-season in California. Yeah. If you're going to spend a lot of money. Not at Disney, there isn't. <laughs> and one thing I can, I can add to you is, is when you go for all the high-end, all the, re- all the hotels are high-end, the restaurants are high-end, it's sending a message, yes, this is a classy, fun place, mm-hmm. but it's, I think, also sending the message that you middle-class and poor people yeah. isn't really your place. And that's what you I'm don't saying. Really, more, you don't really quite belong here. There's more uh, middle-class and poor people growing every day or more middle-class becoming poor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, the wealthiest kids are going to grow up, and then they, you know, until they have kids, you know, who's going to take and, them? And the issue with yeah. that is, the issue with that is that a lot of these, the super wealthy people are taking their families to Disney out of what they feel is like an obligation. So I want to take my kid to Disney once because I have to, and, you know, our next 20 vacations are going to be in other locations around the world. You know, they're going to go cruising or they're going to go to an exotic location and not necessarily repeat customers for Disney. They're going because they feel that that's what they have to do once in their kid's life. Whereas I think by pricing out the middle class families, middle class and then... They go once a year at least. Every year, once a year, twice a year. Yeah. You know, they're pricing those repeat customers out and that's a very short-sighted way of doing things which I mean, Disney has become very good at in the last but 20 years. has gone up every single year. Yeah. It's going to take a it's going to take a pretty big drop because now they don't have an off season anymore. Right. That's why I and said 10 years. Give myself give myself some yeah. leeway to be wrong. And from yeah. all my friends that still work or even friends that work at the studio, they're blocked out most of the time now. Yeah. And that's one of the few perks they had. Yeah. All right. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Vacation Land and this discussion. We'd like to thank you for joining us. Remember, if you enjoy what you are hearing, you can find us on iTunes, and you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash vacationland, on our Instagram page at VL Podcast, and you can always email us with any suggestions or helpful hints or anything you'd like us to discuss on future episodes. We are vacationlandpodcast at gmail.com. Well, we'll be back on Monday, November 27th, with a brand new episode and that episode's going to be our preview of the holidays so for all of us here my name is chris ramirez i am the host and executive producer we hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you enjoyed the rest of your stay in vacation land